Welcome to Everyday Economics, the podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit, nonpartisan Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can listen to all of our podcasts at americastalking.com. To support Everyday Economics, please make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording today's episode on Thursday, October 19th. And joining me, as always, is Dr. Orfe Divangi, PhD economist. You know, I, I look at uh, at my life. I travel a lot. I've got a, a fairly large family. I, I got a few things going on, and I I think about like s- sometimes how inefficient I am. You know, just simply because I'm waiting for an airplane to take off and it's not taking off, or I'm waiting for an airplane to land and it's not landing. Uh, I show up in a town, but I've made a hotel reservation somewhere else. My rental car is not ready. I have all kinds of dysfunction in my life, but man, I feel like I've got it all over what's going on in Congress right now. <laughs> Talk about dysfunction. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, the uh, 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 representative from California, Republican, ousted largely through a non-confidence vote in the now three weeks that have passed. The Republicans have, have tried to, to put in a new speaker. By the time you hear this, we may or may not have one. Steve Scalise from Louisiana, the Republican, uh, stepped aside. The Democrats, of course, are, are putting up their own candidates, and they, they seem to be putting up uh, Keem Jeffries from uh, from New York. But, I mean, this is the Re- Republicans' house to run. Maybe it'll be Jim Jordan. Maybe it won't be Jim Jordan. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. In the meantime, the people's business needs to get done. That's been a little sluggish. So I wanted to ask you this question. When you have this kind of a scenario, what is the economic impact specifically, uh, domestically? And, and of course, you know, uh, we're the world's ATM, apparently. What is the economic impact to having this occurring inside of Congress? Look, it's a lot of political uncertainty, right? And the uncertainty is going to cause people to sit on their wallets, which is why I think uh, you're going to continue to see the economic uh, economic growth slow. You have a ton of stuff that needs to be resolved in this country. And lawmakers are the the conduit, right? The only the, the, they're the way you get these things done. And if they're not working, well, nothing gets done. So you know you have a housing crisis in this country. You know affordability is at an all time low. We need uh, federal, state, and local governments to act so that builders can go ahead and build housing where housing is needed. That ain't getting done, right? You have these wars that are popping up everywhere. And guess what? Nothing's getting done. And so domestically, internationally, and uh, all of that is going to, uh, to, to you know, and, and people are turning to the Fed, right? So I saw recently the Mortgage Bankers Association, uh, the National Association of Realtors, they're writing letters to the Fed saying, hey, the Fed has to say, hey, we are stopping the rate hikes. And okay, well, I think most of the action that we're seeing in, the, in, in yields is really not due to the Fed. It's mostly due to the fact that there's a ton of uncertainty, political uncertainty. Yes, of course, the U.S. economy has been somewhat resilient, but there's a ton of uncertainty. There's large debt issuance by the federal government and government borrowing, massive fiscal deficits still increasing. All of these things need to be addressed and the only way they get addressed is in Congress. You know, we have uh, we run into issues where we basically can't pay our debts because of debt ceiling 
debt ceiling, uh, debt limits. Uh, we run into government, potential government shutdowns. Uh, this has become more and more common. Uh, and, and now we can't even elect a speaker. So, I mean, look, ultimately, this is having a huge negative impact. Uh, and it's showing up in yields already. Mortgage rates are at 8% now. The 10-year treasury yield is approaching 5%, the highest in 16 in 16 years. Mortgage rates are at the highest level in 23 years. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, before blaming the Fed, I would probably look at the federal government and Congress in particular and say, hey, it's time to step up and, uh, and get the job done, right? Uh, look, when this whole thing started, when inflation soared past 9% back in June of 2022, I've been, I was first to say, we need, the Fed is going to need help from the federal government. The Fed can't do it alone. It can't tame this, this thing, this inflation beast, uh, without basically pushing us into a recession. The Fed could continue to raise interest rates, but if it does, it will push us into a recession. And if we want that soft lending, and by the way, it's done a tremendous job, in my opinion. The Fed has done a tremendous job, in my opinion. We got CPI back in the three uh, to a three handle, and 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 it's you know and sticking lower. We got the labor market to cool down substantially, and wage growth is cooling. Uh, so I think that I think the Fed has done a tremendous job in the last year or so to get inflation to come down from 9% to 3.5%, 3.67%. I think that's amazing. It's an amazing accomplishment, especially given the fact that we've avoided a recession so far. I was watching uh, CNBC uh, yesterday uh, on on, the, on my flight uh, from Denver back to Chicago, and they had this gentleman on uh, who was with a bank, and forgive me, I don't remember the name of the bank, and I don't remember the name of the gentleman, but he was from Mississippi. And, you know, they're talking about Soft landing, hard landing, and and he, he kind of threw a like a sort of a little bit of a knuckleball in there, but I really liked it. Talked about a safe landing, and I think that that kind of like that jives with what you've been talking about. That that you know that there's some expectation I think among Americans, or maybe it's a hope that one way or another that there's some there's some finality that like if it crashes, it crashes; if it lands, it lands. And this, this is frankly, this is more like a longer glide path forward. That ultimately, you know, I mean, per what you said and, and, and what this gentleman uh, was the, the guest on CNBC said, you know, it just you know, there will be a like a safe landing, not necessarily a soft landing, not a crash, but a, a safe landing. And it's just going to take a while. It is. But we need help, man. We can't we can't have a safe landing if we're still talking about things like the Basel three endgame, where basically uh, you have these new banking regulation, banking sector regulations. We can't be talking about red tape, more red tape. We should be talking about right, we should be talking about deregulation. We should be talking about allowing banks to function well, especially given uh their 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 uh paper losses given the interest the increase in yields. We should be talking about uh allowing builders to build upzoning uh, uh, you know, uh, land use reforms. We should be talking about that stuff. We should be looking at state. We should be looking at federal, state, and local governments. We can't just upzone one little area, uh, one parcel. We should be talking about upzoning entire states. 
We should be talking about allowing people to build ADUs if they feel like it. It shouldn't be expensive to take a piece of your own backyard and say, hey, I want to sell it to a builder because I don't actually use, you know, that whole section of my backyard. It should That should not be a problem in this country, right? And, and so those are the things that I think we need to address. And many more, by the way. I'm only uh, talking about a couple of things in housing, but there's so many issues. We got homelessness across the country in major metros. So many issues with this country right now, right? Let alone, like, right? And then, and then you got the problems abroad. You know, we're 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 in the uh, we're we're looking, watching over the Chinese, and we got we're over there. We're in South Korea. We're in now. We're in the Middle East. I mean, we got so many issues. And and again, I am not the expert for that. But I can tell you that it's definitely going to have an impact on interest rates, on the broader economy. And, uh, and, and of course, for that reason, we should at least make sure that we get our house in order and that Congress gets back to work. Well, I appreciate you bringing that back around. That's where we started and that's where we'll end. For Fate Devangi, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com.